Welcome to Do It For The Process, a podcast for artists, creatives, and those who are creatively curious. This podcast explores the intersection between art and business, and we may just discover that they're not actually that different. I'm your host, Emily Jeffords. I'm an artist, mother, educator, and founder of the hashtag Do It For The Process. I know firsthand the joys and the struggles that come from being a working creative, and I'm here to shed some light and hope on your path. You are not alone in this. Now, months and months ago, way back in January, when I began talking about this this podcast in the first place, I asked for topic submissions. You know, that sounds like a lovely idea. I'm open to all suggestions. I want to talk about things that you care about. Well, the number one request that I got was for the topic of how to make sure that you're not copying somebody or how to handle a situation in which your work is being copied. And to be honest with you, I avoided the question for months until today because I understand both sides of this and I understand this is a very delicate and sensitive topic in which no one is trying to be malicious for the most part. No one is trying to be cold or insensitive or or hard-hearted or, or trying to steal or trying to be greedy. We're all just trying to create beauty and I acknowledge that and I hear that and I and I respect that and yet... I understand that as someone who has work that has been copied hundreds of times, I understand the need for this conversation and I'm here to show up in a space of grace, in a space of informing and educating as much as possible. So please listen to this episode, even though this is probably the most uncomfortable I've ever been recording a podcast episode. So stay here for me, be my moral support. I hope this doesn't apply to any of my listeners. I hope that this can be a podcast that you can gently nudge in the direction of someone that you you think might need it for whatever reason. I'll leave that up to you. But this is a conversation we need to have as an industry. This is a conversation that the creative world clearly needs to be holding. And I'm I'm reluctant to be the person to hold it, but I will because I understand the need for it. I understand that our community has some pretty big wounds in this area. We have some pretty big issues and blind spots and I'm not okay with it anymore. So yeah, here we go. All right. The first thing I want to just state out in the open is that I think it's pretty rare for a quote-unquote copycat, to be intentionally, maliciously, and hard-heartedly copying the beautiful work of another creative person. I think more commonly, number one, they don't know how hurtful it is. They don't know how damaging it is. They don't know how literally counterproductive it is to the entire creative community. So give if you if you find yourself in the situation of your work is being copied, give the person who is doing the copying, quote unquote copying, quite a lot of grace and quite a lot of um, of space to know that they're probably learning. They're probably rather young in their creative journey. They may not be you know young in in their age, but young on their journey to being the artist they want to be. 
I'll talk more about this in, in the next episode. But for now, I would like to talk to the person that thinks that possibly, maybe, or maybe they're positive, maybe they have been copying someone else's work. And I want to do so in a way that will be heard. So please listen. Please be willing to evaluate where an area in which you might have a blind spot. Because if I evaluate my own work, if I evaluate my own past as a creative artist, I know that I have probably done this. In fact, I can remember instances early in my career, in year one, in year two, where I copied other people's artwork very outrightly. And not because I was trying to be malicious, but because I didn't understand fully in my soul that this was something that I should not do. So I'm going to talk to you as someone who who understands you want to create beauty, you want to create work that is successful, you want to create a brand, you want to create a business, you want to just jump ahead two or five or 10 spaces to that person's level. I get that. I totally get that. Let's talk about some reasons this is not a good path. This is not a good way to establish your business, to establish your brand as an artist. And then let's talk about some ways that you can establish a brand as an artist that is going to be healthy and helpful and will set you up for massive success. I also want to acknowledge that this is a really weird time to be an artist. You know, we were so inundated with online data, with online images, with online sources of inspiration, you get to see inside the the inner workings and the artwork in the studios and the behind the scenes of so many artists. And it's it's a true gift. It's a real gift to be an artist in this day and age because we have so much access to so many collectors and so many of our supporters and our fans. But in doing so, you are also sharing your work with people that might end up being heavily inspired by your work or leaning into it a lot while they create their own work or just gaining way too much inspiration from your work. If you have found yourself in that place as a creative, if you have found yourself looking at the artwork of other artists, either just before you create your work or while you're actually creating your work, I strongly urge you to stop doing that. It's not going to lead to success. It's not going to lead to a stable and sustainable creative career. But please know that I I can understand that temptation and I can understand that it may not seem wrong. You might not even have thought of it as wrong to do so. All right, let's dig into this a little bit. While this is a weird time to be an artist because Instagram is so full of inspiration and so full of beauty you are being inspired by a false reality. You know that Instagram is not real. You know that Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and all the images on Google and all the images that are flooding every blog, they're not real. This is not where you should get inspiration as an artist. Go find inspiration in something that has meat and weight and dirt and passion and emotion and feeling. When, you've, when you gather inspiration from something that is shiny and glossy, as most images on the internet are, you're looking at inspiration through someone else's eyes. You're looking at it through their filter, quite literally, through their lens, again, quite literally, 
which means it is from their perspective and not from your perspective. Turn your focus inward. Look at the world through your own eyes because the way that you see the world, the way that you interpret the world is how your work will be successful. It is how your work will resonate with your collectors, with your fans, with your audience, because they find an echo of the way that they see the world in your work. But if you're reiterating someone else's inspiration, if you are coming at your work through some other artist's eyes or through another photographer's eyes, then they're also in your work and it's not purely your own. The only value your work brings to the world is your perspective. Let me try saying that again in a slightly different way. The only value you bring to the world as an artist is your perspective as shown through your artwork. Does that make sense? I want to say this firmly and without it being misinterpreted, misinterpreted, whatever. Um, And also without it being ignored. I really want you to let this soak in both for those of us, you know, I, I feel like I don't have inspiration from other artists in my head while I create because I'm very conscious of this. Like I said, I have done this in the past year one. I can remember in year one, specifically copying another artist. Thankfully, I didn't try to sell that work. I don't know what prohibited me. It just felt weird. Honestly, the painting just was not successful, even though the artist themselves created something beautiful. My rendition just didn't quite work, which is very common, as we'll talk about. But I can understand this process. I can understand why this might be very natural feeling. It might be very easy. You're cutting a lot of corners, which is, it feels good. It feels like you have instant gratification. But I really want this idea to sink in that the only value you bring to the world in the form of your art is your perspective. And if you're taking away your unique perspective, your work has very little value. I know that might feel uncomfortable to hear, but I'm telling you this because I want you to succeed. I want your work to have value. I want you to have value as an artist. And if you're translating someone else's work through your own, you're diminishing that value. And that pains me because I know how beautiful you can be. I know how great your work will become when you turn off inspiration that's not pure. The only reason people will connect with your work is because it resonates with them. The only reason anyone buys artwork is because they feel it. And here's the honest truth. And I know this from experience. Copied work is stale. Copied work has very little soul because you're you're, you're translating someone else's vision through yours and it loses its soul in that translation process. It's like you're trying to exactly um, translate poetry from German to English or from Japanese to English. Like you lose some of the original soul in that translation process and you might do a pretty darn good job of replicating it. You might get really close. You might create something that excites you because it reminds you of the soul of the original painting. But the original painting done by the actual artist, that's where the soul lives because that's where the pure inspiration lives. 
So go to that source. You have that in you. You have the ability to have that spark of life and of love and of passion in your own work. And your work deserves that because you have skill, you have a perspective, you just need to spend time tapping into it and turn off all the other distractions. All those other artists that you think create good work, turn them off. They're a distraction to you. You, know, you don't need them. Focus on your own, focus on your own inspiration, and you're going to create work that amazes you and is so original and so special. It's going to be such a fun process. Stealing someone else's work is just that it is stealing plain and simple. And whenever you do something negative with something that should be so pure and positive, it becomes um, very sickening, at least for me as an artist. I'll speak candidly once again, whenever I try to create a new form of creative work, let's say I want to delve into large scale abstract paintings. I'm not comfortable doing those. That's not within my creative flow right now. I, I love creating small abstracts, but when I go to create large abstract, abstract paintings, it would be very tempting for me to look at the work of an, of an artist who does that well to learn from them, to study how they do it, to find out how this works at this scale. In doing so, it would be so easy. I would cut so many corners by taking too much inspiration from them. But in doing so, all I'm doing is making my heart sick because I know what true inspiration feels like. I know what honest artwork feels like. I know what pure inspiration feels like. And that is not it. That would be that would be sickening to me. And I could not promote it as my own. I could not share it on Instagram. I could not sell it because of that feeling. All right. Having fun with your work in the long term requires your inspiration, your love, your perspective, and your passion. And this is the thing. When you have a business that lasts beyond that one-year mark or that, that baby stage of your creative work, you can't rely on someone else. You can't rely on another artist to show you the way. No way. You have got to evolve past that. Your work has got to stand on its own. You have to have your own inspiration or else you will not have a business. I can guarantee that because that artist is going to evolve on their own. You're going to have something you know, you're going to diverge paths and you're going to be lost unless you have your own root source of inspiration. So go back to you, go back to your inspiration and you will have a sustainable business. You will be here for the next two years, five years, 10 years, 20, 50 years. If you continue to go inward, if you rely on external sources and your peers and people that may not even be your peers, but people that you look up to, you're, you're kind of sunk from the get-go. So just don't even do it. Just don't even do it. If you look at someone's art or listen to their music or study their work in any way before creating your own work, you are quite possibly inadvertently stealing from them. I would recommend that if you are new in your creative pursuits or if you're trying something new or if you're feeling insecure in any way, just turn off the inspiration of others. I feel like I keep saying this in different ways, but I really want to say this clearly. Turn off the inspiration of others. You have your own inspiration. You have your own source of passion and beauty. Go inward. Go inward. 
it is really not cool to to be inspired by somebody else and then to create a brand around their work. And I'm saying this as gently as I can and as unemotionally as I can, even though I have had people creating full collections of work that I know are inspired by mine because I know they have purchased those works from my shop and now they're creating pieces that look eerily similar. I know how that feels as the as on the other side of it and I don't think that person would do it if they knew that they were number one definitely not setting themselves up for success, definitely shooting themselves in the foot from the get-go because the market is not that large, especially on Instagram where people are sharing this, this new work. And number two, I don't think they would do it if they knew how damaging it was to me as a creative and to all creatives, not just me. This is a universal issue. And I know this because I get DMs daily about this, literally every day. Because of the position that I'm in as, as a mentor to so many creatives, people bring this issue to me frequently. And to be honest with you, I would say that 50 times to one, it's the artist bringing this to me that has had their work copied not someone saying, hey, am I getting too close to somebody? Am I, is this getting too close to their inspiration or to their work? And when someone does come to me with that question, I admire them so much. I am so thankful for their integrity and for their ability to look at this honestly and, and, you know, truthfully, that's beautiful. And I can help them course correct and find ways to improve and find ways to, to make it their own and to change things a little bit so that it fits their personal aesthetic better. But usually the conversation I'm having is, Hey, Emily, this felt like a punch in the gut this morning. I opened my email and my friend sent me this link to this artist that is starting a whole collection of work and it looks exactly like mine. This happened today. I have a dear friend who creates beautiful florals with very distinct colors, very distinct shapes and and forms and compositions. And the person who was mimicking her work was so very, very, very close to the original. Not as good, not as skilled, because that's kind of the nature of someone copying. It's usually they're they're learning and they're trying things out but she felt sick. She felt so disheartened. She skipped a whole day of painting because of it. So I know that that's not the intent of the person copying. I, I, I have to assume that they don't know this is the, the outcome of what they're doing. That's why I'm saying it here in case you find yourself in that camp. You're hurting your idol. You're hurting the person that inspires you. You're hurting the person that you look up to. And it is not flattery. It's not. It hurts. It feels it feels very disheartening. It feels like all of your hard work is being whooshed away by somebody who is I don't want to use a word that's inappropriate here. Um taking it with without consent, taking it without approval. Okay, that was a rabbit trail. I did not mean to go on, but it happened. I'm gonna leave it in because I, I feel good about it. Okay, let's move on. 
One thing I do not want to have happen from this conversation is paralysis or the fear of creating because you might be copying. There's nothing new under the sun. How can you create anything original? How can you do anything fresh? I get all those thoughts. I really do. But you have original ideas. You have original thoughts and inspiration and the ability to see the world from your perspective that no one else has. So please don't feel paralyzed. Please don't feel like you can't create. I really want this to be, um, I really want this conversation to leave you feeling like you are empowered, that you should go out and create beautiful work, that it should come from your perspective and from your inspiration, and that pursuing that is valid. And the things that you have to say are very valid. You don't need to copy someone else in order to create good work. You don't. In fact, doing so is just limiting your own brilliance and your own greatness because that is already inside of you. Whenever I talk with an artist who is getting a little bit too close to my work and I can kind of tell there's a lot of strong resemblance there, if not plain to complete copying in some way or another, I, I send them a letter and I'll talk more about this in the next episode when we talk from the other perspective of this. But one of the things that I include in that letter is I really want to um, encourage them to step into their own greatness because the world needs their voice. The world needs their perspective. They were put on this earth for a reason, not to reiterate what I'm saying, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing. No, 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 no. I'm already doing that. Don't, you don't, no one else needs more of this. Trust me. But the world needs them to share their inspiration and their perspective in beauty because it's there and it's beautiful and it's, it's bold and vibrant, but only if they do only if they feel emboldened to share their perspective. And the best part is I've gotten so many replies from this letter, people saying when I, I'm always a bit nervous to open that email, that reply, it's always kind of like, are they going to be really like, I don't know, you never know. It's kind of a toxic situation. So it could go terribly wrong, you know, but usually the reply is something along the lines of, thank you so much for instilling that truth in my life. Thank you so much for saying that because I felt so inadequate. I felt so unsure of what I should say and how I should say it. And your words really inspired me to, to stop copying because I mean, they usually do admit it because it's pretty obvious to stop copying and to really pursue my own inspiration. So I'm just going to go do that now. I'm like, cool. Yep. You go do that lady. That's, that sounds great. Go do that. I'm excited to see what you create. Okay. So if you feel like you might be bending a little bit towards the work of somebody else, either, either intentionally or unintentionally, just really steer clear, turn your focus inward, look down, clear your head, clear your browser, clear your Instagram. I would even go so far as to say, unfollow nearly all the artists that you're currently following. For one thing, while it's helpful to know what's happening in the industry rather loosely, you don't need that in your head every day. You don't need to see their work every day. You don't need to feel the pressure to be perfect every day in the same way that they're being perfect. You know, Instagram is not real. You know that it's not a place where people share their full truth. 
So if you're feeling inadequate, if you're feeling like your work is inadequate, unfollow all the artists. That's the best and easiest way to start. Keep a handful of the people that, you know, really do inspire you to, to be better and to rise up and to be um, a true inspiration in your space. But unfollow those that you are being heavily inspired by in their creative work. I think it's good to know what's happening in the industry, but you definitely don't need to be inundated with people that seem to be doing so well and creating such good work all the time when it's not true. I've been in this game long enough to know that we definitely are not always creating great work all the time. That is just not not true at all. But on Instagram, it seems like we are. It seems like everything is gorgeous and perfect and every work that we create is a masterpiece. Oh goodness, wouldn't that be the best? So clear your head, clear your Instagram, clear your Pinterest. Just, just don't, just don't. A great rule of thumb, if you feel like you are creating work that is similar to somebody else's, but you're trying to be original, which thank you, change the artwork by 30% from the person that you're getting close to. That's kind of a good rule of thumb across the board. I used to work at a printing house um, and I worked with a designer who this was her, her mantra. She said, if you're going to be in the same space as another designer, if you're going to be in the same space as someone who's in your same industry, change it by 30% in every single way in color in composition, in form, in tone, in subject matter, in the materials that you use, your piece of artwork or your composition or your whatever you're creating, the the form doesn't matter so much. Change it by 30% or more from the person that you are that you're gravitating towards or that you're being a little bit too inspired by. Now, I'm not saying that you should look at someone's work and then adapt it by 30%. That is not what I'm saying. Please don't mishear me. But that is a good rule of thumb. If your work is looking close to somebody, either intentionally or otherwise, if you can't find a 30% difference, that's quite a lot of difference, um, then I would say err on the side of being courteous and cautious and just keep that work private. So stop following them online, stop following artists, stop following people that you're being heavily inspired by, just don't. Another thing that I would also recommend is that you stop, maybe maybe I shouldn't say this, but don't buy the work of somebody that you're heavily inspired by. Don't purchase their work, live with it in your home, and then look at it every day. And then you go to your studio and you happen to create work that looks just like their work. Now, I'm a full proponent of collecting artwork. My home is full of the work of artists that I, that I admire and that I know and that I really respect. And I love that. But I don't buy the work of somebody that I'm, for instance, I'm not going to purchase a large scale abstract painting to go back to my earlier example when I think that I might want to dabble in that myself, because I don't want that person's physical work to be inspiring my, my, my creative process. So if I think that I might want to try something, I'm not going to buy a painting that's in that same vein or in that same family of aesthetics or ideas, because I want my work to be purely my own. I don't want to have them in my head. I don't want to have them in my house 
while I go about this creative process of envisioning and, and, you know, kind of imagining my work living in the world. I'm saying this because I've had this happen. I've had this happen quite often, actually. People buy my work, they hang it in their home. That's, that's beautiful. And I love that. I really do. That's such an honor. And then they come out with a collection of new artwork that looks so much like my artwork. And I don't think it's intentional. I really don't. I think that the osmosis of living with something makes it kind of seem like it belongs in your head because it's with you all the time and you're looking at it frequently. And it comes out so naturally because of that on your canvas or on your paper or in your form, whatever your form may be. Again, I don't think it's intentional, but be aware of the unintentional copying. It is as damaging as the intentional copying. Now, when I have this conversation with younger artists, they frequently come back at me with this idea, which I want to address. They frequently say, isn't copying the best way to learn? Or isn't it encouraged to copy the work of the masters in art school? Or isn't it appropriate to copy someone to learn how to do a skill or learn how to accomplish a form or a thing or whatever? I want to address this because this is something that I hear so frequently that it really needs to be clear. You may learn from an artist when and where and how they offer to teach you. Let me say that again. You may learn from an artist in the form, in the place, and in the way they offer to teach you a skill. So if you're on YouTube looking up how to paint a flower and you find a tutorial taught by an artist on how to paint a flower, that is completely appropriate. No issues there whatsoever because that artist has says has said, I'm willing to teach you this thing in this way. This is fine with me. I want to pass on this skill to you. That's beautiful. I've taught so many workshops. I've taught hundreds of people how to paint. I've taught live online classes on how to paint. I've taught in-person retreats. This is something that so many artists love doing because they love passing on this joy and this passion and they have skills and they've learned so many things and you know, it's beautiful. That's completely appropriate. And I highly encourage if you are admiring an artist and you really respect their work ethic and their aesthetic and the way that they approach their inspiration and their work and they're offering a workshop, you should take it. That sounds like the golden ticket to learning so much. Learning is not the issue. I'm not saying you have to stay in the early stages for years and years and years and you shouldn't skip ahead by copying or by learning from somebody. I'm just saying that you need to come about your your growth authentically and honestly. And one way you can do that is, of course, to go to classes or workshops or retreats. That is, that's incredible. And it's so generous of the artist or of the, the teacher to teach people in that way. So that's beautiful. One thing I will say is don't overstep your bounds by asking too many questions or asking things that they may not want to tell you. One thing that a lot of artists do is we have we have our particular ways of doing things that we've learned the hard way, we've learned along the way, and those things are very special to us. Those things are very important to our process. And the artist might not want to divulge that information, so just be aware of that, be cautious about that. Just because you signed up for a workshop 
doesn't give you carte blanche to ask anything and expect an answer. So learn from them when, where, and how they're offering to share information. Another side of this is learning from the masters is so valuable and that is so normal. You're right. Art school, this is a very common way of learning how to paint or how to create. Learning from someone who is truly a master is amazing. I did this in art school myself. We had, we had a whole, um, section of painting. I think it was like one Oh two or something like that, where we looked at the work of, of a contemporary artist and created work that was inspired by them. But even then my professor would have given me an F had I copied. That's just, that was just the, the blanket rule. If you copy someone's work, you fail. And They, I mean, they can't check everything, of course. They can't check the entire encyclopedia of all creative works, but they're really smart. And it's pretty obvious when an artist who's in in painting 102 goes from painting a horrible still life to the next week painting the Mona Lisa just because she, you know, became a master in one week. No, no, no. That doesn't happen. They can tell when your skill improves beyond its bounds because you've copied someone's work. So just kind of know that like coming from the art school perspective, I know each art school is different and there are different ways of learning and different curriculum, but the place that I went was pretty strict on you. You just don't copy. Even if you're learning, there are ways to learn without copying. So that's kind of my two cents from art school. Um, given that I hear that conversation quite a lot. Um, there was one beautiful activity that we did in art school. If you feel like you want to do this, if you want to, to be inspired by an artist and you want to learn from them and they're not offering workshops. Maybe they aren't alive anymore. Maybe that's not something that they ever do. We were encouraged to look at 50 paintings that artists did. Not one, not five, 50 paintings. We had to get a board and tack up so many paintings and keep that whole collection by us while we worked. And then we had to create our own painting based on that mass of paintings. That's kind of a fun project. Again, I would be very cautious about calling that your own work. If you do create work in that theme and in that, in that method, definitely attribute the person that you're being inspired by. Definitely say, Hey, I'm really inspired by Let's just say Mark Rothko because he's amazing and I always cry when I see his paintings in real life. I don't know why. It's a thing. So I think just attributing and being honest about that and then learning from that and transposing what you've learned into your own work. That's kind of the main thing from all from all learning, both you know in, in that method and at workshops and online classes and every way that you can possibly learn from somebody. Transpose and then make it your own in some beautiful, unique way. Um, Because we're all, I mean, we're always learning. We're always getting inspiration from each other. There's nothing new happening. Everyone's just bumbling about creating work, but you'll know deep down if it's authentic to you, if it's truly yours, or if maybe it belongs to somebody else. Okay, let's move on from this. I want to talk about some things that you definitely should copy from another artist something that you definitely should take from what they do and put it into your own work. Number one is the work ethic 
of people that you admire, both artists and business people and whoever, whoever you find yourself admiring, get to the heart of why you admire them. What are they doing that makes so much sense to you? How are they showing up every day? Why is their work resonating? And then get to the actual root of that. Are they tapping into emotions that you really admire? Are they creating habits and rituals in their creative process that really resonate with you and create good work as a result? Are they, are they going on trips and really enjoying life and really soaking up inspiration in great ways? Are they living a life of abundance? Are they, whatever it may be, find out why you admire them. What is their work and life ethic and how can you emulate that in your own life? Because something about that is working. So you should definitely copy that. The next is kind of related to this. You should copy the habits that lead to their success. So how do they show up on their day-to-day life? How often do they go to the studio? How often are they creating work and practicing and trying things and showing up and talking with their audience and, you know, things that are just great habits that lead to success. Do you know about their eating habits? How often do they nap? Do they have, you know, a good workout routine? Um, How healthy are they mentally? Kind of like, again, in, in relation to the first one, just find the ways that they're showing up in their daily life and the good habits that they're creating. And then you should also copy those. You can and you should copy marketing ideas that uniquely apply to your business that you are inspired by that someone else has done. Now, I'm not saying, again, do not copy someone else's marketing tactics or structure or or the words that they say or the images they're using that is so tacky and it won't really work because you're not going to be inspired by it. But if you notice that someone's trying something new or that they're working on a, a new marketing thing that's just really interesting to you, that's completely fine for you to transpose that into your own inspiration and your own business. That's amazing. A lot of my marketing ideas have come from marketing books such as Seth Godin's This Is Marketing or Donald Miller or um, Jeff Walker or um, Stu McLaren. So a lot of people give me inspiration for marketing and I've taken so much rich wisdom from them. So I highly recommend that you do the same. That's just, that's just smart in my opinion, especially since those people are all, as you said before, they're all offering to teach you. They're all saying, Hey, let me show you how to market in this way. So because they're saying, I want to show you how to market in this way, it is completely appropriate for you to say, I'm going to market in this way. Does that make sense? Like because they're opening the door and freely and generously showing you this, this inner workings of a business, then you would be silly not to take them up on that. You'd be silly to say, nah, I I don't need that. I can't copy you. When they're saying, no, we have, we have great ideas. We're really good at this and we're offering to show you how to do it. That's just genius. Go for that for sure. You should, and you can copy the level of quality and finesse that someone is bringing to their brand and to their work in general. 
If somebody that you admire is doing a great job of packaging or up-leveling their website or having a really beautiful photo shoot, you should not copy the individual elements. You should not copy the website or the photo shoot or the brand or the packaging. But what you should do is find ways that you can include that same finesse in your own business. How can you uplevel your packaging in your own unique way? How can you make your website feel beautiful and elegant and, and really rich? How can you make your brand feel as elevated as their brand in your own way? Of course, in your own way. You can copy and emulate their boldness and their way of showing up in the marketplace. Of course, find your own voice, find your own way of connecting with your audience because that's why they're going to be attracted to you. But if you notice that someone that you're admiring is doing a great job of showing up and being themselves and being bold and vibrant, you should copy that. And it's so beautiful to watch those people do that. It's so beautiful to watch someone emulate this for you because it gives you permission to be bold and to be beautiful and to show up in this way as a confident business owner, as a confident artist and creator. I think that's amazing. You should and definitely should share generosity as often as possible. If you're trying something new, inspired by somebody, always give credit. Do not give credit when copying. That work does not belong outside of your private closet. <laughs> I think I reiterate, reiterated that enough. But if you are inspired by somebody, if they have given you a lot of insight and a lot of um, peace that you're moving forward in the right way, be generous and credit them and say, hey, you really inspired me. Thank you for giving me the ability to feel strong in this way or to explore this or to think through this in my own way. That makes you look so good. It makes them look so good. It's 100% appropriate and beautiful and really gratifying for both of you. In all ways, we're so much better when we're together. We're so much better when we're working in harmony together, not when we're working in conflict or when we're, you know, undermining each other or getting catty or stealing or accusing someone of stealing. That's just toxic. I don't, I don't want that for our industry. I'm currently sensing so much of that. That's why I'm having this conversation. That's why I've been talking for a really long time and losing my voice a little bit. It's because I really care about this. It's because I really want my community to be beautiful and strong and authentic and so undeniably pure and undeniably powerful because of your inspiration. So dig into that. Really let that resonate with you. I hope this conversation has left you feeling not heavy, but light and not weighed down, but inspired. And if you feel like some things I said stung a little bit, don't run away from that. Don't hide from that. That's, that's something inside of your integrity saying, oh, oh, I need that. And your integrity is why you will succeed. So don't run away. Don't hide. Listen to that. Listen to your intuition. It wants to guide you in the right direction. It wants you to create good work. It wants you to create work that is so pure and so beautiful that you will attract the right people. You will attract your audience. You'll attract people that really resonate with you and your inspiration. And that's going to be so exciting. I can't wait for that to happen for you, to happen more for you if it's already beginning to happen. It's the best feeling in the whole world. So 
pursue that, make that, make that your mantra, make that your mission. Okay. My voice is going away. As you can probably tell, I'm going to record part two a different day. Um, but come back in two weeks for part two. We'll talk about this from the other side, from the, when your work is being copied, how do you handle that? How do you address that graciously and authoritatively? Your job is to protect your work. That is, that is your calling. That is your, your responsibility as the maker. But how do you do that in a way that is healthy for both you and the person that you're having to confront? So we'll talk about that in two weeks. Be sure to come back. This might be an awkward episode to share because I I understand that people might think that you're, you know, pointing them out for something and that can be a bit awkward, but I... I do want this episode to go viral, so please share it. This is something that our community desperately needs. We desperately need to hear this message because we will be stronger when we are so bold and so vibrant, and this is a big part of that. So please feel free to share this episode on Instagram stories, on Instagram in general. You can pin this episode. You could share it on Facebook. Um, Put it in a Facebook group where this is an appropriate topic to discuss. I would love for you guys to send me some feedback as well. I definitely tried to dance the line between being firm and being generous and understanding of both sides. Um... But please let me know if if there is an area that I didn't address properly or if you feel some pushback internally about anything. I, I want to have this conversation with you. So, you know, have this conversation with your peers, your, your confidants, your friends, people that you are in community with. Have it with me. Have it with whoever. Um, if you need to send this episode to somebody in particular that might be, you know, dancing on the edge of this topic, um, that's up to you a good little, uh, hint, never hurt anybody, I suppose, but what might be a little bit better is just to share this publicly and, and to assume that if this topic is needed, it will, it will be heard by the person that needs it, right? We, we all grow, we all progress in our own ways and learning this lesson is a big part of growth. This is a big part of evolving past those early phases of creativity, past that like newbie artist phase. Up-leveling past this is so gratifying and beautiful. So that will happen. I'm, I'm confident of that. Um, but yeah, we can, we can just spread this much as a little bit louder and that would be lovely. So share it across the board. I would be grateful. I would, I would love that so, so much. Um, as always a review and a rating on iTunes is so appreciated. Honestly, the algorithm still confuses me, but I know that's a thing. I know that people talk about it a lot of nothing else. So I guess it's important. I don't really know, but honestly, I like reading your, your messages. So that's a sweet way for me to hear from you. Okay. I'm going to stop talking before I have zero voice left. I love you all. Go back to the studio and create something amazing.